quite possible that I am morphing right now. I'm turning into a dragon, or I'm growing horns, or wings, or I can become invisible. Many, many things that could happen that I wish would happen. I wouldn't mind morphing into something. Why not get some extra special power like I was just bit by a spider or a bat or something and I become superhuman. That would be pretty cool. And if there's any good things that we can take out of COVID-19, why not morph into something amazing? That would be cool. If you didn't get it yet, I got my first COVID-19 vaccine today. So I'm having fun joking around like I'm going to morph into something or become something crazy. It'd be awesome. Probably not going to happen. And hopefully I'm just safe and everybody around me now can be safe as well. That's the plan, right? But why not joke around in a tough time, the end of a tough time. It's definitely letting up in the hysteria over COVID-19, the long gone, masks not being worn by 50% of people now in businesses and restaurants and anywhere else. The frenzy, the, hey, we're all going to die. Hey, let's be crazy rude to each other as we're enforcing people to wear masks. All of that is gone. Definitely a little less stressful now to be an American or a human being. In fact, anybody across the globe, a lot easier to be one of those right now. But went and got the vaccine, hoping I morph into something cool. That would be cool. Yeah. It would be cool to be cool and be like superhuman cool. Yeah, most definitely. Lots of stuff to get to on this episode. So we're going to quit horsing around and jump right into it. First, happy Memorial Day. No, it was Monday. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd. Hopefully you had a great holiday and you shared it with your loved ones and you paid respect to the people that deserve it. The ones that fight for us, that fight for our country, that fight for us to have the lives that we have, talk on a podcast, listen to a podcast, drive to work, go to work, make money, anything that we want to do, we're able to do. And it's because people have been fighting for us, fighting for our lives since forever. And the people that do it deserve every single second of the appreciation. So from Edge of Your Seat Podcast, happy Memorial Day. Thank you. Definitely thank you. Want to send a rest in peace to Mrs. Cooper, Donna Cooper. She is the mom of Ottawa boys basketball coach Mark Cooper and Ottawa athletic director Mike Cooper. Rest in peace to Donna. They lost their father Bob, I believe a year ago. We had spoke about that on the podcast, actually with Mark. So condolences, thoughts, prayers, definitely with the Cooper family in this tough time for them. Birthday shout outs, got to give those to all kinds of shout outs here at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. June 1st, the birthday of two special people in my life. One loved one, Heather Higgins, definitely love her. Had a great time spending birthday with her. Second Doug Wagner, rest in peace, my brother from another, that's my guy, will always, always be part of my life, whether he's here or not, because I know he's here in spirit, always, 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 always. going to go back in time just a little bit, just a tad, to last Thursday, May 27th, 
Chicago Cubs, Javier Baez. What an amazing man. An amazing athlete. Hits a grounder. Pirate defense doesn't know what to do with it. Does not go to first. Does not tag first. First baseman has it. Javi starts running backwards to home plate. The defender runs with him. Javier is looking over because there's a runner that was on second. Then he was on third. And as the defender is coming after Javi, the dude scores. And then Javi turns around goes back to first. And there's the air. The ball goes into the outfield. And Javi gets a second. So crazy. All dude had to do was tag first base, not chase after Javi. But it was enticing, I guess, because then he starts running after him. What a crazy play. A crazy air. There should have been airs all over the book that day. Just air, 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 air. But it was real cool to watch, especially if you're a Cubs fan, especially if you're a Chicago baseball fan. It was a lot of fun. If you have not checked out the video, it is amazing. That's why I'm talking about it a week later. It is absolutely amazing to watch. If you Google Javier Baez right now, it will show. There's no doubt about it. This is episode 175 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. Don't know where you're listening to this show. You can catch it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcast with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Social media, hit us up on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. And Twitter, Edge of Your CP. If you have any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest, know somebody that could be a good guest, want to do some advertising with us, anything under the sun, send us an email, Edge of Your Seat Podcast at gmail.com. On this episode, we have Ella Massey and Nikki Gibson from Mendota Volleyball. Ella a recently graduated senior who is on this year's team, setter, all-star setter. Crazy awesome at what she does. Nikki Gibson, first-year coach with Mendota, but she has been coaching or involved in volleyball for what seems like forever. Great interviews with both. Awesome guests. You're going to love listening to them talk about the game that they love to play, love to coach and all the excitement that was around the Lady Spikers this season. The Lady Spikers finished fourth in the Big Northern Conference Tournament, which ended the season since there was no IHSA State Tournament. Three players from Mendota were given some recognition. Jalen Fitzgerald was first team Big Northern Conference, Ella Massey was second team, and Jenna O'Donnell was honorable mention. All three of these players are mentioned all throughout this podcast, and obviously Ella Massey is on here talking about this crazy awesome squad. What's also crazy awesome is there finally is an IHSA state tournament, actually multiple, as the summer sports, I'm doing air quotes as we speak right now, usual spring sports push to summer because of COVID-19 realigning our lives especially sports-wise. So the summer sports are having a postseason. On Tuesday, June 1st, the girls' soccer sectional started. Awesome. I'm so happy to be talking about playoff sports. Regular season's awesome. 
glad we had a regular season, even though it was condensed, shortened, not as many games. However, it was still awesome, and the postseason is just as awesome. Okay, more, 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 more. Every game means so much. Everybody's putting their all in because they want to keep going. They don't want their season to end. The games are electric. The atmosphere is electric. The emotion, the everything is so fantastic in high school sports postseason. Love it. So we're back. Like I said, Tuesday, June 1st was the start of girls soccer sectional. Today started baseball and softball regionals and girls track sectionals. Boys tennis sectional is going to start June 4th, which is Friday. And the boys track sectionals is going to start June 9th. So we're definitely going into the summer. This is now, again, with my little, air quotes, summer sports. So happy to say that we're going to have postseason. Okay, let's get into some girls soccer sectionals, which started yesterday. In this segment, Illinois High School postseason amazing sports we want to talk about is brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. We'll start with the Lamont sectional in Class 2A. Usually we start with the low A's or the high A's and then work the opposite way. Why not start in the middle this time? There's three classes. Let's start 2A. So we're going to go Lamont sectional, Class 2A. Ottawa, the number four, defeated Kankakee, number five seed, 3-0. Gabby Kruger for the Lady Pirates had all three goals. Putting in work is what she was doing. So now Ottawa advances to play number one Joliet Catholic on Friday in a quarterfinal for the sectional. Number two Morris knocked off number seven Plano, 8-0. Number three Streeter knocked off number six Providence Catholic, 2-1. So Morris and Streeter will meet in a Class 2A Lamont sectional quarterfinal on Friday. I'm going to say all the seeds. Whoever is the lowest seed is where the game was played. So if you have a two and a three, it's being played where the two is. If you have a six and a two, you get the drip. It's going to the lower seed. Peoria, Peoria Richwood sectional, also two A. LaSalle Peru's freshman Litsy Lopez with a hat trick helps the Lady Cavaliers win their first postseason game of the program's history. They've never done this before. History for LP on Tuesday. Knocking off Limestone, 3-1. Litsy Lopez with the hat trick. Have to repeat that because this is all history. That is fantastic for LP. My hat's off to them, putting in the work, getting the job done. So now LP advances to play number one Morton, 6 p.m. on Friday in a quarterfinal. LP is now 11-8 on the season. Also at the Peoria Richwoods Class 2A sectional, number two Geneseo beat number seven Orion Sherrard, 9-0. Crazy shutout right there. Now Geneseo will play Peoria Notre Dame, the number three seed, Friday in Geneseo. These two have already met. Actually, they met May 22nd, so about a week and a half ago. Geneseo won 1-0. Staying with Class 2A at the Freeport sectional, 
Wednesday, number four, Sycamore, will host number five, Hampshire. On Tuesday, number seven, Rochelle, L to number two, Kalen, 10-0. Kalen advances to play number three, Dixon, on Friday in the quarterfinal after Dixon, the number three seed, knocked off number six, Sterling, 9-2, also on Tuesday. Want to give a shout-out to 2A schools. Don't really cover on this podcast, but at one point in my journalism career, definitely shared a lot of time with these coaches, with these players. Maybe not these exact players. It's been a little bit. But on these campuses, at the arenas, at the fields, Carbondale, Carterville, Marion, all won first-round games in the Waterloo sectional. So salute to them. Keep it going down there. Love it. In 3A, DeKalb is in the Bartlett sectional, and they will go up against number two, St. Charles North, 530 on Wednesday. Most of these games that are being played on Wednesday are over as we are speaking, but we will break them down on the next episode coming out tomorrow. Hopefully it'll be out by midday and we will catch up on all the baseball, soccer, softball, track, everything that's going on. Action-packed time in sports in our lives right now. It's beautiful. Always got something to talk about. Class 1A, Oregon sectional. Number three, Oregon knocked off number six, Monmouth Roseville, 4-1. Oregon moves on to play number two, Peoria Christian, 5 p.m. Friday in a quarterfinal. Number one, Princeton will meet number four, IVC, 5.30 Friday in a quarterfinal. As well, number one, Byron will meet number four, Rockford Christian, 4.30 on Friday. The number ones and number fours are because they are in subsectionals for the Oregon sectional. The Lyle sectional, number four, Mendota had to forfeit, giving Hinkley Big Rock the W as the number five seed. They are moving on to play number one, Wheaton, 4 p.m. Thursday in a quarterfinal. Hersher sectional, number five, Cole City, upset number four, Wilmington on Tuesday with a 4-3 victory. They will now play number one Hersher in a quarterfinal on Friday. Big, big props to everybody getting W's and keeping their season alive. Of course, we're going to be paying attention and breaking down every game accomplishment on this podcast. With baseball, softball, track, tennis, everything going into postseason, let's catch up the rest of the regular season that we have not talked about since the last episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Tuesday, May 27th, the baseball field Marquette walloped Seneca 13-3 on the softball field. Kind of in redemption, Seneca 10-run ruled Marquette in five innings with a 10-0 victory. Maddie Carpenter for Seneca pitched a no-no, no hits with nine Ks, nine strikeouts. Going to go in reverse a day on Wednesday the 26th, the girls Interstate 8 Conference girls track meet. Kaneland won it all. Sycamore was second. LaSalle Peru third. Morris fourth. Sandwich fifth. Rochelle sixth. Plano seventh. And Ottawa came in eighth. LaSalle Peru's Emily Strell won the 100 meter hurdles and the long jump while placing second in the triple jump. Peyton Heggie took second in the 800. 
and Jillian Fanning took second in the 100 meter hurdles right behind Strell. Also girls track action, Streeter won the Illinois Central 8 championship, was undefeated in dual meets, just snapped in the conference meets this year, and in the Three Rivers, St. Bede finished third. Friday's action, baseball field, Newman defeated Erie Prophetstown 7-2. For the Comets, Blake Wolf pitched a complete game. Jake Aikman hit three hits, had two RBIs. Saw this on Twitter, give them a little help here. Anawan Weathersfield is looking for a football coach as Logan Willits is stepping down after two seasons. He went 7-2, won two Lincoln Trail Conference titles, went to the Class 1A semifinal in 2019, which was his first year. Anawan Weathersfield is a juggernaut when it comes to 1A football. They have made the playoffs every year since 2008, which was the first year that they were a co-op football team. In the last 13 years, the Titans have 110 wins and only 32 losses. If you know your football, you want a good team, you want to help keep the legacy brewing, building, shining for Anawan Weathersfield, this is a job for you. No doubt about that. On the wrestling mats, also on Friday the 28th, Morris beat Genoa Kingston 28-27. Sycamore took out Genoa Kingston 45-12. And then Sycamore handed it to Morris 44-9. Saturday, May 29th, back to the wrestling mats. Sycamore added again with a 46-6 win over Harvard. Softball field in a doubleheader. LaSalle Peru lost to Normal West 7-6, then turned around and won 5-3. Also in a doubleheader for Seneca. Seneca beat Unity Township 3-1 and then lost to St. Joseph Ogden 14-4. The baseball field on Saturday, Hall getting it done, won 17-1 over Riverdale. Alec Bulak doing something I had never heard of before, especially in high school. Hit two grand slams in one inning. He had two grand slams in the third inning to help Hall pull away with this win. Man, Alec Bulak got the job done and that is the most understated thing I think I've ever said on this podcast. Wow, two grand slams. Two grand slams. Let that sink in for a minute. That is historical. Not just epic, that's historical stuff that Alec Bulak did on Saturday. Speaking of Hall baseball players, here's an alum, Brant Vanneman, on Sunday, went crazy hitting three home runs. He went three of four, three home runs, seven RBIs in a Colonel's Collegiate League. It's a four-team league where people get to see your talent as you are trying to you know, go to the next stage, that next step in baseball. Vanneman showing what he can do. Three of four, three home runs, seven RBIs. He was three of three before he went to the plate for a fourth time. But oh my, three home runs, three of four, seven RBIs. Yes, I just said his stats three times. I want all these to sink in because what these kids are doing right now is fantastic and kind of jaw-dropping. And Tuesday was the last regular season day for baseball, softball. On the baseball field, St. B lost last regular season game. They're now eight and four going into the postseason. 
Putnam County beat Henry Sinatuan in a doubleheader, both games, 3-0, 6-3. The Panthers are now 16-5. Ottawa boosted their record to 12-6 with a 5-0 win over Streeter. For softball, Ottawa and Sterling went into an 11-inning battle. Ottawa won on a Zoe Harris walk-off. Mackenzie Oslanzi was the starting pitcher, 10 innings, 12 Ks. Seneca on the softball field. Well, not really. They got two forfeit wins to end their season, 22-4 overall and 12-0 in the Tri-County Conference to win the championship, the TCC title this season. Also on Tuesday, LaSalle, Peru defeated Metamora 5-3. The Lady Cavaliers finished their season 20-5. There was also the Interstate 8 Conference Championship. Ottawa took it with seven first place finishes. The Pirates were not playing around. Also got to give a shout out to a former high school player in Illinois now pitching for Michigan State, Jarrett Olson. He's been through some injuries the last few years, including tearing his UCL in February, has not pitched a game for the Spartans until Tuesday. It was senior day. They gave him the nod. He pitched one inning versus Iowa. He allowed one run, zero hits, and for the most part, thrown around 80, 84. On the last hitter, he got his speed up to 86. Shout out to his father, Scott Olson, for the tweet and sharing some stats, some stuff with the sharing the accomplishment of Jarrett's in the senior night for Michigan State. That segment was brought to you by Shimmer Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership dedicated to being community first. After a miserable 2020 in every sense of the term, Mendota Shimmer Ford wants to keep 2021 as amazing as possible with style, comfort, and great deals. Stop by and see the 2020 Ford Escape. It's redesigned. It's priced for you to get in it, drive it off the lot, and bring it to your home, straight to the driveway, into the garage. You're gonna enjoy it, you're gonna love it. It's definitely worth taking the time to come check it out. And the Ford Escape is only one of the many options at Shimmer Mendota Ford, as it has a huge selection of new and used vehicles on the lot, and even more on the website, www.mendotaford.com. Whether you shop online or at Shimmer Mendota Ford, located just south of Mendota on Highway 251, manager Ski Hartman and his associates, Jason Hintz and Doug Safranic, will use their expertise and understanding on the vehicle you're looking for to help you roll through 2021 just the way you want. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries at Shimmer Mendota Ford. Like I said, today is Wednesday. Most of Wednesday games are done for IHSA Athletics starting the postseason for baseball, softball, girls track. We will definitely break all of that down in the next episode, which will be out tomorrow. No doubt about that. And on that episode, episode 176, we will have Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp coach John Jackamick and Hall graduate going to Blackhawk College playing baseball there, Chance Resetich.
He is playing for the Pistol Shrimp this year. The squad is a college prospect league. First season here, bringing some baseball, summer fun to the Illinois Valley, to Peru. They're playing at Veterans Park in Peru, kind of behind the mall, by the airport. We talk all about that team, everything that they're doing, been able to do so far in their short season. Just kicked off their season on Thursday, May 27th. They got a win there, and then they've fallen on some hard times as they lost their home opener doubleheader on Saturday, lost both of those games, lost Sunday, lost Tuesday on the road. But then they come home for a little homestand and get their first win in Peru ever against Danville, 11-8. So now the Pistol Shrimp are 2-4 and four as they're cruising along the season playing just about every day since Thursday only the break on Monday which was a national holiday so they're playing every day or on the bus or practicing they're getting it done big thanks to coach Jackamick and Chancellor Sedich for spending some time with us and they will be on tomorrow dropping all this baseball knowledge let's get a word from a sponsor we'll talk some NBA playoffs then we'll get to the amazing interviews with Ella Massey and Nikki Gibson from Mendota Volleyball. Let's face it, it's not easy to get into shape or to stay physically fit. There are factors working against all of us, including time and work schedules, lack of a support system, motivation may be low, don't want to be judged or criticized of not supporting a gym rat body, injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybes Become Yeses, LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Peru Mall, across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not just one time. It's not just one day a week. There are many opportunities, and classes only last one hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation, the trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts and numerous movements including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided or pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcome and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? It's hello. How are you? Go get at it. You want a more relaxed approach? you'll receive the same welcoming smile. Injuries and mobility restrictions are a huge priority at LP CrossFit, as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. On Tuesday, the Brooklyn Nets close out the Boston Celtics 123-109 to take the series 4-1. Jason Tatum, man, he showed up. He was balling every game. He's moved up my favorite player list. He's probably in my top five. Love watching Jason Tatum play. In the game that Boston won, he went off for 50 points. Swishing buckets in KD's face, Kevin Durant's face. Just went off. Hitting threes, taking it to the rack, to the paint doing whatever he had to to score. He did it all series long. Wish Jalen Brown wouldn't have got hurt. 
that would have been an extra threat for the Celtics. But even with him, I don't know if they can beat Brooklyn. I mean, you got James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I really don't know if anybody in the East is going to beat them. There's only one shot, and that's going to be Milwaukee. Kind of getting ahead of myself because we're going to talk about this. But Brooklyn looked really, really awesome against a depleted Boston team. But Jason Tatum, superstar that he is, took a game. Brooklyn takes the series. Oof, they're nasty. They're definitely nasty. Have to get to this game. In two overtimes, Denver Nuggets beat Portland Trailblazers 147-140. Denver takes a 3-2 lead in the series. But, man, you cannot say Damian Lillard is not playing the best basketball of his life right now. And he's a megastar. To me, I know the three finalists for the MVP are Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid. In my mind, it's two, and that's Damian Lillard and Dallas Mavericks' Luka Doncic. Those are the two best players in the league this year, if you ask me. Dame Lillard, 55 points. It's a step back three to send the game into overtime. Man, 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 man. The dude is balling. He is an awesome player. Fun to watch. One of the best in the league, no doubt. If you want to call him the best, I'm not going to fight you. I'll probably agree with you. Until Doncic does the same thing. Then I might switch it up. That's how I view these two players right now. Damian Lillard did his thing, but Denver, 147-140. What I'm really happy about is the Suns took a 3-2 lead over the Los Angeles Lakers with a 115-85 win. Man, just beating them down. 115-85. Kind of sick of seeing LeBron in the finals every year, winning championships. We all are. Great player. Going down is probably number two ever beside Michael Jordan. We all know that. But he's great. He is a fantastic player. It's kind of cool at this point in their careers, after you've been around for a while, 17 seasons, they get beat. And the Suns are on the way to do that. Not going to say it's happening or that it's over because we know how LeBron works. We know Anthony Davis is a monster. We know there's all kinds of championship caliber talent on that Lakers squad. So I'm not saying it's over. They always got a chance, but hopefully the Suns can close them out. Wednesday's games, we got a lot of game fives, a lot of closeout opportunities. In the East, the number one Sixers against number eight Wizards. Sixers have a 3-1 lead in that series. Number four Knicks, number five Hawks. Atlanta has a 3-1 lead over that. Milwaukee already won their series with Miami Heat with a 4-0 sweep. Man, I wish Miami could have took that or could have played. Or Man, I don't know what happened, but I do know what happened. Milwaukee just superior. Just a great team. So Milwaukee will now play the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern semifinals. That starts on Saturday. I am going to watch every game of that series because in my mind that's the Eastern Conference Finals. No offense to the Sixers, no offense to any of the other solid squads in the East, but man, I do not see anybody knocking off Milwaukee or Brooklyn right now. Nobody in the East. Nobody. That's the Eastern Conference Finals in my mind. For the West, Utah leads Memphis 3-1. Clippers and Mavericks are tied 2-2. 
And then I spoke about these. Denver leads Portland 3-2. Suns lead Lakers 3-2. Playoffs are in full motion. Loving every single second of it. Great games. Great players doing great things. I love the NBA playoffs. Love it. Only thing I like better is high school playoffs because of the heart and emotion. There's no money involved, so you know it's real. The pros are real too, just not as real as the high school prep level. What's also real is getting your home fixed, renovated, as comfortably as possible and to fit you, your style, your comfort level, your vibes. Olson Construction works hard to do exactly that. Make your home your home. Brothers Keith Miles and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Well, it is time, definitely time, to get to Ella Massey and Nikki Gibson. Ella Massey now graduated from Mendota High School and Nikki Gibson, first year Mendota coach, but has been around the sport forever, has two daughters that are awesome athletes, including her daughter Taylor Gibson, who just wrapped up a career at Wright University. We will be back very, very, very soon with the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp and to continue talking, loving, enjoying Illinois high school playoff sports. So glad it's back. I will say that a million times. I probably already have half of that a million on this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thank you for the love, support, listening, checking us out, following us on social media, hitting us up, sending emails. Appreciate everything. Let's keep it going. Until next time, peace. The volleyball season just ended. No, it's a sad thing for most, a lot of people, but my guest today might be just a little more disappointed. It's her senior year at Mendota, played volleyball for quite some time. She's really good at it, too. Got setter Ella Massey on with us today. How's it going, Ella? I'm good. How are you? I am doing all right. Was I kind of accurate that you're pretty disappointed volleyball's over? Yes, I am a little bit upset about it. But there's always positives, right? At least we got a season in. Yeah, and I was really thankful that we got a season because I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to have one, especially at the beginning of the year. But thankfully, we got a shortened one, but we had something. Definitely. And not only did you guys have a season, you had a pretty good one. Mendota was rolling for a little bit. Yeah, we started off really strong. I think we started off 6-0. and And then we had a few bumps along the way, but I think for the most part, we were really successful. What was it about that 6-0 and start? What were some of the intangibles that kind of made that happen? Overall, we had really good chemistry going into the season. And we had some open gyms in the fall, so we had some time to prepare. 
for the four seniors, we've all been playing together since we were, like, so young. And so we had a lot of, uh, we knew what everyone would do. We knew what to anticipate from each other. And I also think that we had a really good coaching staff to help guide us and just bring us all together. You just mentioned a few things I want to touch on. Let's talk about the other seniors. Let's name them for the listeners that may not know. Who are the other three seniors with you? Jenna O'Donnell, Jalen Fitzgerald, and then Natty Michalowski. Which seems crazy to me because I remember when you guys were in like sixth grade. Yeah, and we've all actually been friends for since we were like in kindergarten. So it's kind of crazy and it's like all over now. Not over. I mean, you got new beginnings. That's all it is. True, yeah. I'm excited to see where everyone goes. Definitely. Before we get to that part, the where you go feature, we will talk about that, of course. But uh, Mendota had a new coach this year. Talk about the new coach and how that dynamic went. Coach Gibson, she was very um, good this year. I had so much fun. She's super passionate about the game, and that was super contagious for us. And I think we really needed that, especially with the year that we had with COVID and everything. And she just makes everyone a better player. I think that she really helped us all individually grow in such a short amount of time. And she just has so much knowledge that she gave to us. And I think that just really was super beneficial for us all. And we're talking about Coach Nikki Gibson. She'd been away from the game for a little bit. Was there any rust there? Did she come in and like, hey, this is what we're going to do? And you guys kind of bought into it. She had a plan and she was ready for whatever. Yeah, you could not tell that she hadn't been in the game for a while. Awesome. How did Coach Gibson help your game out as the season went on? She really motivated me, and she helped. And, like, he plays in the game. I When I maybe didn't know what to do, she gave me really good advice. And I think she was just a really good motivator. Awesome. Did she, like, blow whistles at you? Is that what you mean by motivator? She did give really um, tough criticism, and I think that from my experience in life, I do really well with tough criticism. It pushes me a lot, and so she had super high expectations for us, and so I think that just really was beneficial for me in my season and from a coach. After the 6-0 start, you know, you guys get a couple losses. What kept you you know, mind frame in the game of volleyball. I mean, has finished well above 500 and made it to the semifinals of the big Northern Conference tournament. And everybody's like, oh, just the semifinals. Not everybody. I just kind of said that right there. But it is a very stacked conference when it comes to volleyball. So to get into the semifinals, that's not, you know, a joke. That's not a laughing matter. That, you know, is tough in its own right. So to have the kind of year that you guys did after losing that initial game, what, you know, kind of triggered you guys to you know, stay afloat and keep going at it. We did lose that first conference game. That was our first loss. And I think it was kind of like surprising to us a little bit. But ultimately, the main thing is we couldn't let it get to us and just had to know what we were capable of and get back at it the next game. Let's go back to the senior dynamic. You guys said you've all been friends. You guys have all been playing volleyball and probably some other sports. What is it about this group, this clique, you know, that made it that way? Was it just your guys' personalities mesh? 
Was it that you guys, you know, were different positions on the volleyball court? What made it that you guys were the group that you were? Yeah, we did all play really key positions on the team. And I think we all, like I said, we could anticipate what everyone was going to do. And we do all just get along really well. And we're able to take tough criticism from each other and like grow from that. And so I think that helped us a lot, too. Perfect. So you were setter. Jalen Fitzgerald, a middle. Yes. You're going to have to help me with the other two. And then Jenna was a libero, and then Maddie played back row, and she served a lot. She was really strong for our serving. So that had to have been cool that all four seniors, different positions. I mean, when you're looking at the four of you, kind of different body builds, like you're all different people, and that's not always the case with a group of seniors. Yeah, for sure. We are all like pretty different and contribute different things to the team. Throughout the season, what is a match that kind of sticks out like, hey, that was our best match of the year? Um, I think the first time that we played Genoa Kingston, that was really fun for me. And also the second time we played them was really thrilling. So I think that was probably my favorite matchup. And you guys beat Genoa Kingston in the tournament, right? The Big Northern? Correct, yeah. And we beat them in three sets the first and second time that we played them. So kind of going back to the intro, now that the season's wrapped up, it was kind of sad walking away off the court the last time? Yeah, it was pretty upsetting. (laughs) How long have you played volleyball? When did you first start? I think that I started when I was in fifth grade, probably. And so I played club volleyball and school volleyball for a long time. And I also did private lessons. And so I was always playing. Is it your favorite sport? Yes, for sure. Oh, it was like hands down. That's not even a question, Brandon. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Do you play any other sports? I did. In middle school, I played a lot. I played softball. Uh, basketball, soccer, track. But then once I got to high school, I just played volleyball in the fall, and then I did club volleyball, and then I did track. So you did, like, everything when you were younger. Yeah, and I I did gymnastics, I was in dance, I did a lot. Did you run for president? (laughs) No. I would have voted for you. Oh, thank you. But then when you got to high school, you're like, hey, my main focus is volleyball. This is what I want to do. Yeah, because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to play in college yet, but I knew that it was a possibility, and so I wanted to focus on volleyball a lot more. Okay. Well, now that you put that focus in it, your senior year, at least volleyball-wise, is done. What is the decision now? Do you plan to play volleyball in college, or have you already decided where you're going? Um, I have decided where I'm going. I'm going to go to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I decided that I wanted to go to a bigger school and focus on my academics, and that was something that I valued more than playing volleyball. But I do think that I will continue to play club volleyball in college. Gotcha. So you're going to Wisconsin to yes. for athletics, but not playing volleyball organized college-wise, but... So you'll probably play some club ball and some intramural ball? Yeah, for sure. What are you going to go to school for? What are you going to study? Um, I honestly have no idea. I have a lot of different interests, and they're all pretty different. So I'm just looking forward to getting to college and 
having the opportunity to try a bunch of different things and just figure out what I'm interested in and what I'm good at. Perfect. Do you mind sharing some of these interests where your career yeah. might go? Yeah, so I really think it would be super interesting to travel. My mom travels a lot for her work. I really like business, or I thought about um, law and dermatology. So those are some of the things that I've been considering. Dermatology, is that skin? Yes. (laughs) So you got skin, lawyer, travel agent. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I just said travel agent, but I, you know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. I could see you as a travel agent. Yeah, I think it would be super fun. I definitely do want to travel at some point in my life because I think it's a super great experience. Where are some places you kind of want to go? Well, I was actually supposed to go to Greece and Italy over the summer last year. But then the pandemic happened, so I wasn't able to do that. So I'd really like to go there, and London would be awesome, and Australia. Some cool places. I would like to go to most of the ones you said, too, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that COVID thing just ruined everything. It really did. It really was not convenient at all. (laughs) Besides traveling, it obviously affected school. It's your senior year at Mendota, and we're going through this COVID-19 weird, first we're quarantining, then it's e-learning, then you get to go back, but there's shields, there's masks, everything was real weird. How did you kind of dissect this and kind of digest it as well? It was really hard, and it still is super weird, and not something that I want to get used to, but kind of just took it as it was, and figured that we would just get through it at some point. So you kind of just buckled down and be like, hey, I really don't have a choice. I got to do what I got to do. Exactly, yeah. It wasn't an ideal situation, but I think that eventually we will be able to get through it. And I'm just looking forward to that point. You just soldiered on. Yep. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you, you know, did your senior year, even through this tough time, the best that you can. And you sort of got your future figured out you know where you're going to school still got some decisions to make but sounds like you got the ball rolling in terms of you know your future here Mm -hmm, yes well ella every guest on edge of your seat podcast has to play a game like we force you to almost (laughs) we are going to play hot potato i'm gonna throw you a couple people places things and you pick which one you like the best Okay, perfect. Awesome. Coke or Pepsi? I actually don't like soda, but if I had to choose, it would be Pepsi. Okay, okay. Water or lemonade? Water. Uh, We got a healthy one here. (laughs) Hamburger or turkey burger? Turkey burger. Definitely got a healthy one here. (laughs) My mom, she's a really good cook, and so she makes a lot of good food. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Lasagna or chicken parm? Chicken parm. Said that quickly. <laughs> I'm having it for dinner tomorrow. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it was just on my mind. Lettuce or spinach? Probably spinach. Mendota colors, purple or gold? Definitely purple. Math or English? 
Uh, English. Car or a truck? Car. Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox? The Cubs. In the summer, are you still wearing shoes or are you sandals? So shoes or sandals? I like shoes. Even in the summer? Yeah, I like sneakers a lot. I'm definitely going to go shoes. Swimming pool or not in the swimming pool? Swimming pool. And just to throw something wild in here, Cardi B or Meg The Stallion? <laughs> um, mm, that's tough. Maybe Cardi B. What kind of music do you listen to? I listen to like a lot of genres. I like country. I like rap. I like alternative. I like old music from like the 70s and the 80s. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which was the better king? Elvis or Michael Jackson? Elvis. Luke Combs or Garth Brooks? Uh, Luke Combs. Carrie Underwood, Miranda Lambert? Um, Carrie Underwood. And we'll end with an easy one. Summer or winter? Summer for sure. Perfect. Well, Ella, thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It was a lot of fun, and I am glad that you guys got a season and a successful one at that. So thanks again for joining. Of course. Thank you so much. Just had the awesomeness of speaking with my grandma. You know, who doesn't like speaking with grandmas? And this guest on today said what I was doing pushed the conversation just a little bit, and then we started talking about grandma's house and cookies and how it's awesome to have a grandmother, and that's usually your person. I know my grandma's my person. Is your grandma your person, Coach Nikki Gibson of Mendota Volleyball? Yes, my grandma was my person. Unfortunately, she had passed away uh, about four years ago, but growing up, absolutely. I would go to my grandma's house every weekend. She would teach me how to make cookies. She would teach me how to bake. Um, her favorite thing and the thing that I still keep with me today um, is her roast. She taught me how to make like roast and mashed potatoes and gravy. And oh, it just sounds yummy just, just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, because now I am hungry and that's what my grandma does to me. <laughs> Same thing with me. And then her real specialty around Christmas time was making a pizza. That was old school grandma. <laughs> what is patitza? Patitza is a very old Sylvanian. It's kind of like cake. It's got like walnuts and it's like a bread and it's it, you have to like take yeast and and keep it under like a towel for 3 or 4 hours and then it takes all day long to make this this patitza. And it's a very, very old, old tradition in the Sylvanian families. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> For some odd reason, like, food back in the day seemed like a very, very, very long process. Like, my grandma and aunts used to make this, I think they're called pasties, and they're kind of like hot pockets, but with, like, steak and potatoes and, you know, stuff like that. And oh. it would take them absolutely forever to make these. Yeah, that's because they did everything with a special touch. Nowadays, we try to drive through McDonald's and Wendy's and Taco Bell and all these fast food restaurants because none of us have time to cook anymore. <laughs> I know, life is way too fast now. Speaking of way too fast, 
volleyball season came and went like a blink of an eye of course we are in COVID-19 you know shortened seasons but we're giving the athletes a chance to play without you know missing a year especially seniors and freshmen you know those are the first two that I think of seniors obviously it's their last year in high school freshmen this is like the best you know growing developing year but of course sophomores juniors also very very important school years for athletics but you know it's your first year with the lady spikers and you know, like I said, a blink of an eye and you're done. Mm-hmm. It was fast. It was quick. But let me tell you, it was truly a grateful experience for me. I went back and forth kind of um, when I was making this decision whether to go back coaching again. I have been coaching like on and off for 24 years. I went back and forth and I just said, you know what, do I want to coach again? Do I not want to coach again? I made the decision to coach again. I knew there was a great group of girls at Mendota that had talent, that had a great parental support, and I knew they just loved volleyball and they wanted to play. And I said, you know what, why not take the chance? Why not take the opportunity? You know, what's the worst that could happen? I absolutely loved every single day, every minute, every second. I am so grateful that I did it. We had the best time. I know it was short, but in that short period of time, it it was one of the best times I've had in a really, really long time. Hopefully it doesn't take a short time for you not to like it anymore. Hopefully this was a year you're like, hey, I want to stick around for quite a while. I do. I do. Right now, that is the game plan. So I found my love back in volleyball again. Um, My daughters are getting to a point where I've got one that's graduated from college. I got another one that's leaving the nest and she's about to go to college to, uh, you know, play softball in the fall. So, you know, it's going to give me some opportunity to do some things again that I love. And I truly, absolutely, 100 percent am just passionate and love the game of volleyball. And I love to coach. I just love it. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. We got a lot of things to talk about. And in a nutshell, you kind of just started with all of them. We will talk about (laughs) your daughters, the volleyball lineage of your family, um, (laughs) what you did, your career. But let's start with this team, the Lady Spikers. Had a lot of talent coming back from last year's improved season. There was a couple down years for Mendota, you know, trying to put pieces together, things like that. Last year, you seen a huge step forward. You had Jalen Fitzgerald, a monster in the middle. Ella Massey, a really, really talented setter. So you saw these pieces coming together, and then you come in and kind of find a way to make that gel finally and start it off. What were you guys, 6-0? and oh? Yeah, I think so at one point. Six or seven and oh, maybe. Yeah. What was your finishing record? I think I was maybe 10 and six or 10 and seven. 10 and six, 10 and seven in the big Northern Conference is nothing to sneeze at because this is a really, really crazy tough volleyball conference. I'll tell you what it was. You know, we started off with like the Stillman Valleys and the Winnebago. And I mean, we were playing three games with them. Then we had hit, you know, um, I think we had hit the Genoa Kingston at home. We won this most exciting three-game match against them. Then we start hitting the top teams in the conference as far as the top teams from in the past. So your top teams were your Rock Falls, um, your Rockford Lutheran, who I guess placed fourth in state, you know, like before the COVID year. Rock Falls had won the conference the year before. Genoa Kingston is always in the top mix and then Oregon. So we didn't actually play those guys until towards the end of our season. 
you know, we hit some of the middle of the line teams and then we hit them towards the end. So, I mean, it was just, it was a really tough conference. When we started hitting all those teams, they have a lot of girls who play club ball up there, like in the city, like in Rockford and probably up there um, in Chicago and stuff. So they had a lot of like travel girls that had a lot of volleyball talent behind them. And you guys played tough all year, which is always something, you know, a coach wants from their team, including you get to the big Northern Conference tournament. Did you guys get to the, was it the semis against Genoa Kingston? We got to buy the first round because we were ranked fourth. I mean, we were ranked fifth, actually, going in. We got to buy that little first round. So then we played Genoa Kingston, who, again, well, we had played like a week or two before and went like a three-game, just grueling match. And we knew it was going to be a tough matchup because we were four and five. So you always know like four and five is usually pretty close matched. Um, and we went up to Genoa Kingston. So we didn't even get to host because we were the lower seat. So we went up there and we just had the mindset of let's just play tough. Let's play our volleyball. Let's play Mendota's volleyball. And I mean, we just, we, we did it the first game. Um, we beat them. And then the second game, I don't even know what happened to my girls, but we lost like 25 to eight. <laughs> I mean, like we just couldn't pass a ball we couldn't get a ball in and then I you know I always tell them when we lose we come back in the huddle and I'm like all right girls we've been in this place before take a deep breath let's just focus on the next game that's why we play three games we came back and we just had like an awesome third game and then of course we won so we had to play the higher seed rock falls went up to rock falls we lost in two up there, struggled a little bit, just made a lot of hitting errors and a lot of our own errors. So then um, we had to go back and we had to play Oregon for, for third place. And we went to Oregon again, had to travel again because we were the lower seed and Oregon was the number three seed. So we went up there, didn't have our best night, but you know what? I told the girls every night, just be thankful and be grateful that you're even getting to play, um, especially for the seniors. You know, they couldn't have had a senior year. So we were just truly grateful every night that we got to play. We always tried to play like it was our last night, you know, because you don't know with COVID if it's going to be your last night. Most definitely. I'm glad that you spread that message to them because sometimes we do take these things for granted. If there's anything that COVID-19 has taught me that there's some things that I have taken for granted in life and, you know, tomorrow that could be gone. And yeah, so I'm glad you shared that with them. Yeah, yeah, that was that was our big thing. Just because we had seen, you know, other teams that have went out, you know, and they had to be quarantined. We were supposed to play North Boone. We didn't even get to play them. We were supposed to go up there because a girl ended up getting COVID. So then the whole team was quarantined. So we just knew every day, you know, we knew during the basketball season, you know, there was a lot of people that were being quarantined during basketball. So we just like we had senior night early. And, you know, my philosophy to them was just each and every night uh, you know take each and every night like it's your last night because it could be and just be grateful that you guys are getting a touch of volleyball and even especially for the seniors getting to play your senior year how did it work in terms of meshing and becoming a unit a team that can play fluent volleyball with the short season the kind of sporadic scheduling like everything was just so crazy so fast like again i've said blink of eye like five times but everything was thrown together so fast because it went from not playing nothing to then playing and we're talking about 14 to 18 year old girls who you know that's a a weird time frame for 
things such as organization and schedules and being able to focus and play with a team all in this crazy cyclone of things that are going on. So how did that work for you as a new coach with a new team? And there's a lot of descriptive words in here, but that's the situation you were in. (laughs) Well, I think it was a couple things. Number one, we did get some time in the fall. So I got some time in the fall to, I got about six weeks when the IHSA, you know, had allowed us to have some contact days. So number one, I was allowed to be with some of the girls, you know, in the fall. Um, I introduced myself. I kind of, you know, threw out my game plan and what, you know, my core values. I have like five core values that I talked to them about that I was going to build a culture, you know, at Mendota. And that was really important to me. I set, you know, my practice tone in the fall. So that was probably one big thing was the fall. The other big thing I'm just going to tell you is the Remind app. Thank God for the Remind app. (laughs) Because if it was not for the Remind app as a coach, I don't think I would be organized or be able to send out any messages or be able to deal with all this crazy stuff that was going on. So, I mean, you know, practice schedules were changed. Game schedules were changed. I mean, gym times were changed. And my communication with them was through the Remind app. So two big things, probably the fall and then probably the remind app. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. X's and O's wise on the volleyball court. You know, we just talked about schedules and everything being fast. How were you able to put together a game plan with knowing, you know, what you did of the players that you had? How were you able to kind of like put things together and, you know, make it work? Uh, Well, the big thing is I had a core group coming back, kind of like you said before, and I had watched these girls play in the past. Of course, my daughter's a senior, so she was friends with a lot of the seniors. I've seen them play throughout their career. I knew I had Ella coming back, so I had a center. I knew I had Jenna O'Donnell coming back, who was, you know, a, I think, three-year starter. So I had my libero. I knew I had Jay coming back, who I had a big middle, so I had a hitter. And then I knew of I knew of Lauren Martin, who um, actually plays club ball around the area. She had played volleyball, I think, on the varsity the year before. So I had known of her. So I knew bits and pieces of a uh, like four or five of the varsity core girls that were coming back. So as a volleyball coach, you got a libero, you got a setter, and you got one or two hitters. You're, you're pretty good. <laughs> you're, you're pretty set. So as far as X and O's, I had a good little core. And then what we did was just that week of practice. I literally had, I think, seven days of practice or eight days. I just threw the juniors in there. And, you know, one freshman that I had, I had Rihanna Brandt. I threw them in there and I just started practicing. We started doing drills. We had competitions to see who was the best outside, who was the next best middle, who was the next best right side. And literally, we just had competitions day after day after day after day at practice and you know I just said who's gonna step up today who's gonna step up today who's gonna step up today we even did that if you ask the girls throughout the season you know I I went into the season telling them this is a core group of girls and I'm trying to build a culture so on my team it was never about one person or two people or three people I always preach to the girls, it is about all 13 of you each and every day. 
and each and every practice because all 13 of you, whether you're out on the court, whether you're on the bench, whether you're cheering, whether you're just going in to serve, you are part of this culture. You are part of this team. And that is the only way that we are going to build something here. And they all bought in. I mean, they were just all 13 of them. I mean, they were never late to practice. They came to practice sweating every day, never complained about the math, and they just bought into me. I mean, they just bought into my philosophy. They bought into what I was bringing, you know, to Mendota. They knew I had a lot of knowledge. They knew I had, you know, background in volleyball. They knew I was passionate about the game. I mean, every day they were hungry for what I was trying to give to them every day. They were like, Coach, give me more. Coach, give me more. Coach, give it to me. Coach, give me more. So it, it was just a great experience altogether. So it sounded like you were given like a silver platter in your first season. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I was. I, I truly believe that. I think it was just a matter of them buying into me and what I was bringing to the program and some of the changes that I was bringing to the program, such as I wanted to run a faster offense. I wanted to run more plays than they've done in the past. We ran the slide. They weren't usually running the slide. They just totally bought into everything that I brought to the table for them, and they never complained one day. That's awesome, because I want to go back to your beginning point when you said, hey, I got a libero, I got a setter, I got a couple of hitters. Like, in high school, I mean, you're given athletes. You don't get to pick this person. You don't get to pick that. There's no draft. The NFL draft is going on as we are speaking right now. You don't get to draft people. You get the athletes that are in your area going to that school, and then you work with what you have. <laughs> you're right. Uh, you're, you're getting my point here. Like you, That's why I said a silver platter because, I mean, having those four key things or you know three key players and four key roles, I mean, that is huge in any sport. You are exactly right. I mean, that's like, you know, a football team having a quarterback. You know, I mean, you just, when you walk into a program, if you've got a couple core girls in a couple of those core spots, it just makes your life easier. And I mean, the fact that those girls in those spots were just amazing people, their personalities, their work ethic, and who they were. Again, like you said, it was it almost was a silver platter. They're just, they did every single thing I asked. You know, we talked about cookies with grandma, now a silver platter. What kind of cookies do you want on the silver platter? <laughs> uh, uh, I like chocolate chips, homemade chocolate chips. I do like a good uh, double-stuffed Oreo. <laughs> nice. I am always a fan of chocolate chip cookies and peanut butter. Peanut butter is probably my favorite. Okay, there you go. There you go. My grandma used to make those and make the little fork marks in them. I was you just going to say the same thing. Marks? Yes, that was my favorite part. I just want to thank the girls, um, especially if they hear this, for giving me the opportunity to be their coach because I was truly grateful to be around 13 girls that just day in and day out worked hard for me and never complained. And I was the one that was truly blessed to have them and to have them in my life. It was a big turning point in my life that volleyball is truly my passion and the thing that I love, I, I tell everybody this, that besides my two daughters and besides my family, 
volleyball is next in line. My heart just earns and my body just tingles when you mention the word volleyball. I just love it. I love to coach. I love girls. I love volleyball. It's just been part of my life since the time I've been in fifth grade. So I'm just truly blessed to be at Mendota and to have the group of girls that I did. Definitely. And this seems like a perfect transition. Where did your career start? I mean, where did you play? Uh, What is your experiences leading up to Mendota? I actually was a Hall Red Devil. I'm sorry for everybody out there. Um, I I was a Hall Red Devil. I grew up in Spring Valley. Um, I played travel ball, travel volleyball up in Rockford, Illinois, for the Rockford Volleyball Club. I did that. I traveled all over just like my daughters do at softball and volleyball. And then while playing travel ball, I was offered a full-ride volleyball scholarship at Division I Georgia Southern University. So I accepted, and I went down to... Georgia Southern University and uh, played volleyball there for four years on a full ride. I graduated with my teaching degree and right out of college I had a high school call me down there at Groves High School. Um, It was a little high school and they asked me to be their volleyball coach and then I taught at their middle school. So I coached right out of college and then um, I actually moved up to the Atlanta area. There I was a head coach at Lassiter High School and I coached club ball up there for like Atlanta Juniors um, and some different clubs up there and coached uh, high school the whole time until I came back here. And then once I came back here, I was at IVCC for the first five years. And then the girls were starting to get older and um, my daughters were starting to get involved in sports. So the long nights and the traveling um, to all the different places for the conference just was too much for me. I needed to be a mom. So I gave that up. And then um, I actually coached at LP for about five years as an assistant coach. And I was the head coach of sophomores. And then I gave that up again to be a mom because that's when Taylor went to Wright State to play volleyball. I didn't want to miss anything out for her because her season, of course, was in my season. So I gave it up to watch her play, and now she's graduated. So I felt like it was the right time to get back into coaching. So I've been coaching or playing volleyball for over 24 years, probably. Yeah. That's that's not that long a time. (laughs) Yeah, probably more than that. Yeah, probably even more than that. That's awesome. So you definitely love the sport. Yes. I mean, it's everything in my heart and my gut. I love it. I always want to learn more. I have a very, very good friend. She was my mentor in Georgia that we just call each other like almost every night during volleyball season. What happened at your game? What about this? What about this girl? What about that girl? Well, what can you do new? Well, did you find a new drill? (laughs) So, yeah, I'm always volleyball. So you mentioned your daughters a few times, them playing volleyball. I spoke with Taylor Gibson for tons of stories when she was at LaSalle, Peru. And Caitlin Gibson is a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Better watch out or your whole family is going to be on here. (laughs) Yeah, we're a little bit of an athlete, athletic family. (laughs) And then don't forget about Jazzy. You know, Jazzy played volleyball and then went to college and played volleyball. And then CJ Robbins is my nephew. Of course, you know, he went up to Northwestern and played and then, you know, tried to do the NFL thing for a little bit. So we just, you know, it's in the family. It's, in, for- the, it's in the water or the blood or something. <laughs> I forgot the family tree. Yes, I have talked to both of them for yeah. for articles. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 
So Caitlin is the last one. She's the baby. So she had big shoes to fill. <laughs> and she didn't disappoint us. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Because she is headed to Ball State to play softball, correct? Yeah, she is headed to Ball State to play softball. Yep, we're pretty excited. And Taylor played volleyball at Wright State? Yep, at Wright State, yes. So all Division One athletes? Yes, sir. <laughs> that, as a mom, as a coach, as a lover of sports, that has to make you feel awesome. Hashtag proud mom. <laughs> uh, that is probably, you know, just one of my proudest moments as a mom. And, you know, whether they got Division One, I, I don't care what division, the proudest point is that they work so hard for what they have. I mean, it's not easy to be a Division One athlete. And these, both of my daughters have just such a hard work ethic and they just work hard at what they do. And I think, you know, I just, I'm hoping that I instill that in them as a mom and they'll continue that, especially Caitlin will continue that throughout Ball State. Is it weird knowing that Taylor is done? Like she has been a volleyball player forever and now, you know, she's graduated from college and she's not playing. Yeah, I cried a lot. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, it was really hard because if any of you know, like, travel ball, we have been traveling with volleyball with her since the time she's been in fifth grade. So, I mean, my daughter basically didn't have a social life, you know, throughout middle school a lot and high school a lot because she was traveling down to Illini Elite, you know, three, four days a week. She's playing every weekend. When that is part of your life for so many years and then it's just done... It's almost like depressing. I mean, I think she went through like a little bit of depression. I think I went through a little bit of depression. And it's still even hard now because her team this year, Wright State, well, last year, first of all, was their first time they ever got a bid to the NCAA tournament. And she was part of that. Well, this year... Her and uh, the DS were only the only two seniors. So they had their whole group coming back. They won the conference this year, and they got another automatic bid to the NCAAs, and they got to the second round and played the Texas Longhorns. So, like, it was kind of a little bit sad and depressing for Taylor. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. I remember, oh, this would have been like two years ago. Uh, I think she was a junior. Has that have been two years ago? Yeah, um, yeah, because she's been out for one year, so I, yeah, she'd have been a junior, yeah. And didn't they start the season in a, a tournament and they beat Notre Dame? That was her senior year because she got all tournament teams. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, I, yeah. I have a problem with that because I've talked to so many kids and I've talked to Taylor tons and tons of times. Yeah. So I have a time gap sometimes. So her senior year, start off the season, and I talked to her right after that. And yep. she was super pumped. Yeah, yeah. She went into her senior year, I mean, like, guns, I mean, going. I mean, she worked out all summer. Um, she, her, In fact, her and I worked out all summer together. And she went back her senior year in the best shape she has ever been in. And she was just, like, locked and loaded and ready to go. And she won the starting spot and just, you couldn't, you couldn't stop her. 
I mean, she got like all tournament team at Notre Dame, and then they played like at Xavier the next weekend, and she got MVP the next weekend. And then there was like another tournament at home, and then there was another tournament, and she got like all tournament team at that tournament. I mean, it was just, she was on fire. So she was proving that she kind of knows how to play the game of volleyball. Yeah, because she learned it from her mama. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. Where do you think she learned it from? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I am going to have to have Taylor on here now. I'm going to have to. Yeah, I mean, how many nights she would call me, like, we would try to talk or text. Mom, did you watch a game today? What am I doing? Like, how do I do this? Like, what what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, oh, because I try to be a mom. It's really hard when you are a volleyball coach and your daughter, like, is playing volleyball because, like, you just want to be a mom and you don't want to tell her, like, things to correct. You know, like if she hits a ball out, I'm just like, oh, honey, it'll be okay. But then my, my gut wants to tell me, get your elbow up, snap your wrist, da 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 So it was, really, it was really hard for me, but it, it was good. We had a good relationship. That's why it's so different with Caitlin, because Caitlin plays softball, which I played softball through high school and stuff. But, you know, that's kind of her separate thing, and that's her and Randy's thing. So I'm a little bit calmer with softball. I'm just like, okay, you and Randy go do your thing, and then... You know, I just watch and cheer, cheer you on as a mom. <laughs> <laughs> and you are talking about Randy Hubie, who is the LaSalle, Peru softball coach. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Her and Randy have their own thing with softball, and me and Taylor have our own thing with volleyball. So it's definitely a family dynamic of just sports everywhere. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're competitive, whether we're playing cards or checkers or a game, a board game. Everything's competitive in our house. that's awesome that's awesome and when you were talking about you know being a coach and a mom at the same time i can just picture you going uh you said something about keeping your arm this way so keep your arm straight but just let you know i still love you do this but i love you (laughs) like i can picture you doing that (laughs) totally do it i'm trying to like hold it in you know like oh my god just get your elbow up oh please 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 get your elbow snap your wrist okay penetrate like over the net with your arm but then I'm like, oh, honey, it'll be okay. Or like, oh, great hit. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we were a pretty good duo. We were pretty, we were like the dynamic duo. And now, you know she coached with me this year. I did. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the proudest, again, moments of my life with her to be able to play the game of volleyball that I did. And then my daughter play the game of volleyball. And then to have your daughter coach with you, the game that you love was just priceless. Was just priceless. We had the best time for the for the last six weeks. It was just priceless. And that had to be pretty cool for Mendota to know that, hey, these are people that really know what's going on. We have one that playing college sports, stuff like this. And then we have, you know, a coach, Division One athlete, and they're here trying to teach us the game. That had to have been cool for them and bonding easily for you and the squad. It absolutely was. I, I mean, you, the girls, I can't tell you. I would think even Ellis said it once or twice, the Jay and all of them. They're like, oh, like we have a coach who's got this much knowledge, and then we've got a girl who just came out of Division One volleyball. I mean, we are truly blessed. It couldn't get much better than that. Definitely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. 
Sometimes we were good cop, bad cop. So I think I was the bad cop sometimes. Taylor was the good cop. And then sometimes Taylor was the bad cop, and I was the good cop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I can picture that, too. I can picture it. <laughs> Well, Nikki, every single guest on Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we have them play a game. You and I are going to play Hot Potato just because Caitlin, when she was on here, played Hot Potato. And you remembered and were saying a couple of the things that I asked. And I'm like, well, I don't remember that, but let's play that. It'll be fun. Okay. All right. So we will start. I mean, it's baseball time. It's Illinois, kind of Chicagoland-ish. Chicago White Sox, Chicago Cubs. Can I go out of the record? Can sure. Can I say the Atlanta Braves? <laughs> Atlanta Braves. Oh, I guess you did yeah. live there. The Bravos. Back in the day when I lived in Georgia, I watched them win the World Series. That was, what year was that? Oh, I can't even remember. Is that like 96? I can't remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I graduated college in 96, so yeah, that probably would have been around that time. Yeah, it was it was the late nineties. Yeah, but for Randy's sake, I'm gonna say it, we're a cubby household, okay? <laughs> for Randy's yeah. sake. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. <laughs> chocolate chip cookies, peanut butter cookies. I'll go chocolate chip. Chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal raisin. Oh, chocolate chip! A good old homemade chocolate chip. <laughs> the homemade ones, not the Chip Ahoy, Chips Ahoy. I mean, I'll take those too. That'd be all right for second place. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Lasagna or spaghetti? Spaghetti. Yeah, I, yeah, spaghetti. Just because I had chicken wings tonight, hot wings or mild wings? Mild. No, I don't like hot or garlic. I actually like garlic parm. There I like you. garlic parm. Yeah, and I like them extra crispy. Hall colors, red or black? Red, because I look good in red. Well, I look good in black, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a great answer. Wow. (laughs) Uh, LaSalle Peru colors, red or green? Red. I'm not a green. I don't like green. Green reminds me of, like, I don't, yeah, like baby's poop. (laughs) Wow. 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 Mendota colors, purple or gold? Purple. I love the purple color. Yeah, purple. All right, now we're going to do a three-way dance here. Mendota's colors, Hall's colors, or LaSalle Peru's colors? Um, ooh, maybe red, white, and black. I might have to say red, white, and black. <laughs> yeah. So, I just don't the Christmas, you know, Christmas colors. Oh uh, yeah. That's the biggest knock on LP. Yeah, yeah. But then it's fun to do all the super fan stuff. So that's always cool. <laughs> when people wear all the Christmas stuff and the you know, the Santa stuff and all that. <laughs> oh yeah, the Cav crazies are my favorites. Yeah, I mean, I love when they dress up in all their themes. It's it's great. <laughs> and I always feel bad for the Bruins of St. Bede, but when LP and St. Bede play each other and they dress up like the, you know, religious oh, figures, oh, that yeah. <laughs> cracks me up to another level. Hey, and then they do the Red Sea. Like, that is the best. <laughs> yeah, they do the parting of the sea. Yes, yes. <laughs> what if they do that? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> 
one of those things you're like, it's probably not something you should do, but it is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, they used to do it back in the old, like, I remember, like, when Sam Rank and all them, I think they were one of the ones who started it, and they did it, and oh my, they used to just dress up like the best, the funniest stuff. Every game was something different. Because I still have my Christmas tree up, I am looking at it right now. Christmas, what? I do. It's <laughs> I didn't take it down. Brandon, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what? I fi- I figured I needed some more decorations in my house, and since I had it up, why take it down? I hope it brings you joy and happiness <laughs> <laughs> for an entire year. That's great. Hey, make sure you put me a present underneath there, okay? I will. I will. I can do that. Actually. Looking at it, there's actually three presents that I got for Christmas that are still under the tree. Wait, that you didn't open? Are you supposed to give to somebody? No, I, I opened them. They were for me. I opened them and just kept them under the tree. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd hate to be the person who gave it to you. Yeah, I'm not going to say that over the, on the okay, podcast. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not saying that on the podcast. No, no, okay. No. I don't want to get beat up. Okay. <laughs> So we got to go Christmas or Easter since it's just passed. Oh, you know what? I'm going to say Easter. You know why? Because that's usually spring break time, and that means I'm going to Florida and I'm laying on the beach. So I'm going to say Easter. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Are you a traveler? Do you like to travel? Absolutely. Absolutely. We travel all over. Just because, well, mainly we travel because of sports. Like this summer, Caitlin's going to New Jersey, she's going to Colorado, she's going to Michigan, she's going to Oklahoma, and then she's going to California. Oh, wow. She is everywhere. Yeah. So I'll be on a plane or in a car most of the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Atlanta or Orlando? Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me because I lived in the ATL, and I loved it there, but... I'm going to have to say Orlando because Disney World, other than the beach, is my favorite place. I've been to Disney World over 15 times. I love Mickey Mountain. Wow. That's a yeah. lot of times to go to Disney. Oh, God. Yeah. The girls are, the girls have been probably 10 times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are Disney freaks. We love Disney World. We love it. Have you had uh, Disney Plus since it came out? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we watch every Disney movie on there. Everything. Yep. Have you been to the one in California? No. Uh, Disneyland? No, I have never been to Disneyland. But Caitlin was supposed to go last year because she went to Huntington, but it got canceled because of COVID. So, no, we've never been to the one in California. Uh, One more. We'll stick to the travel. Jamaica or Paris? Jamaica! Brandon, the beach. Anywhere that's got the ocean, the water, the beach, the sun, and that's it. That's it for me. All right, I lied. That wasn't the last one. If we're gonna go <laughs> if we're going beach, if we're going beach, let's go Jamaica or Hawaii. Well, I've been to Jamaica. So I'm gonna say Hawaii just because I've never been to Hawaii and everybody says it's absolutely beautiful. So I'm gonna say Hawaii. Perfect, perfect. And I am going to 
end this podcast with thinking about being on the beach in Hawaii. That sounds like a great idea. Hey, thanks. Me too. I lost my spring break this year because I coached volleyball. That's pretty dedicated. Oh, I mean, that <laughs> definitely is dedication. <laughs> Coach Gibson, Nikki, thank you very, very much for talking some volleyball with us all over the place, starting with your high school roots in Hall, your kids at LP, you playing in Atlanta, coaching in Mendota, all the club stops and all the traveling across the United States of America you've done over the last 25 to 30 years for volleyball. It's crazy amazing. Thank you for sharing all that with us at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thanks. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Um, Anytime you need anything, let me know.